you are looking for a podcast with a jobless 32-year-old introvert who likes to ramble on and on about Mothman's abs, then this is definitely the podcast for you. This is I Think I'm Missing Something. My name is Sarah. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, to be honest. I've already recorded this episode like a thousand times, and each time, like, none of it makes sense during editing. I'm like, what was I saying here? I don't get it. So I basically wrote myself a script, and that way it could keep me a little bit more contained. So if it sounds like I'm reading something from time to time, it's just because I'm trying to make sure I don't go off script and ramble on about things that y'all don't need to hear about, basically. Also, if you hear like squeaking noises or anything like that, I'm house-sitting for my parents and they have a puppy and, uh, So she's playing with her toy right now. She may bark. My dog may growl at her. We'll see how that goes, you know. All right, so let's let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about, yes, squeak, squeak. So today we're going to be talking about the Georgia Wolf Girl. I first came across this legend around 2008 from a book, Weird Georgia, and I absolutely loved this book. My mom basically got it for the whole family. It was supposed to be like a coffee table book, but I I loved it. I I still have it. I stole it from her. I don't know if she knows I stole it, but I did. And when she first got it, I I read it every single day, like over and over and over again. It was just a subject that, or subjects I should say, that I had never really read about or looked up before. Now, don't get me wrong. I grew up, you know, with the story of Bigfoot and the story of Nessie and all that. Uh, But I hadn't really searched other... Okay, please don't. It's fine. Everything's fine. That is my dog. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Okay, that's enough. No, no, no. We're fine. We're not fine, apparently. All right, buddy. Hey. Napoleon, come here. Come to mama. Come here. Come here. This is going to be a hot mess. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Napoleon, it's fine. I don't remember what I said last. So, I think I was talking about how I stole the book. Right. And I read it every day. Right. Okay, okay. I'm remembering now. Because I had never really come across these topics before and I didn't really Napoleon chill out good boy and I I just hadn't really realized that there was more to Nessie there was more to Bigfoot there were other kinds of creatures there were you know all these paranormal stories are just odd things and it just kind of opened a whole a whole new door for me and I was very excited about it I would read this book every single day and my favorite story was the wolf girl and I adored her and I wanted to be her. I'm not even kidding. I wanted to be her. I just thought she was so cool and I think, you know, I think deep down there was this part of me that related to her. I was very different from everyone else in my family and I liked the darker things. Ow, ow. Stop. Sorry, my puppy. Ah, my parents' puppy is biting my foot. Please stop it. 
Please stop it. All right. My foot is not to be played with. It is not to be played with. Oh my gosh. Anyways, so a small part of me related to her. So with that being said, I was extremely heartbroken when my small delusional mind realized that the story was completely and totally false, completely made up, and that my dreams of becoming the second Georgia Wolf girl were now completely destroyed. <laughs> completely. So it was, it was not an easy time for me at all. I really wanted to be the second Georgia Wolf girl. I, I really did. I thought she was so cool. To my surprise, I did discover that the wolf girl was actually a real person. She just wasn't a werewolf. And her name was Emily Isabella Burt Emmy to her friends and family. She was born July 29, 1841 in Woodland, Georgia. Her father, Joel, was an extremely wealthy man and sadly he passed away at the age of 40, leaving his wife, Mildred, widowed at 37. But luckily for her, she inherited her husband's money and land. Mildred owned two elegant pistols and she was an excellent shooter and she had seven children. Once Mildred inherited the money, she decided to send her two daughters, Sarah and Emily, to a boarding school in Europe. Emily was already considered a strange girl. She had dark brown hair and bushy eyebrows. They said that she took after her father in looks. She was an introverted girl who often kept to herself, and she loved reading paranormal books. She also had really bad headaches that she would drink an opium-based syrup for on the daily. Let's work it out, okay? When Emily returned from Europe, she started acting strange. Well, stranger than usual. She was completely disconnected with her family. She would sit and stare off into the distance for hours. She started to sleepwalk every night. And the most shocking of all was she now had fangs. Mildred was ex- Stop it. Mildred was ex- Stop. I'm trying to do something. You're being rude. Mildred was extremely upset about her daughter's newfound sharp canines and quickly took her to the dentist to see if he could fix it. He could not. So her only solution was to never smile again. And I absolutely love that idea. I absolutely do. I picture it. Someone walking up to her, right? And being all, you should smile more. And she does this huge cheesy grin showing off those beautiful fangs and only for the person, who most likely was a man, let's be real, to scream and just run away. Just completely and totally like have a meltdown, pee himself and run away. It is absolutely beautiful to me and this is why I wanted to be her. She literally could freak people out with a smile. Like how amazing is that? Like goals. That is goals. All right. So anyways... After the dentist, she just continued to keep to herself until one day her sister's fiance, William, which funny story that does not connect me at all to this, but I think it's interesting, is that my husband's name is William. And the other funny thing about that is that my husband was named after his father and his father married a Sarah and my husband's sister is named after their mother and his sister's last boyfriend was a Billy. So we all know that Billy is a nickname for William. So either my husband's family has a thing for Williams and Sarah's or Williams and Sarah's are just meant to be. 
Like, they're just meant to be together. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Anyways, I'm getting off a topic. So William starts to visit the Burt residence to see his fiance, and he starts to tell them about how his sheep are being killed by some animal that isn't even eating the sheep. They're, it's just killing them for sport. This seemed to intrigue Emily, and she would be eager for more news every time he would visit. This, of course, upset Sarah, as Emily would ask question after question about the mutilations. When Sarah confronted Emily about it, Emily grabbed Sarah's arm and pulled so hard, she almost pulled Sarah's arm out of socket. Sarah never confronted her again about the situation. The killing started to move to other farmers' property, and they decided it was time to do something. But every night they went out, either they never saw it, or when shot at, it seemed to never be affected by the bullets. The farmers decided to go to the town weirdo. He was from Eastern Europe and seemed to have some knowledge of the more occult things. The man told them that they were dealing with a werewolf and that they needed to melt their silver crucifixes and make bullets, as it was the only thing that would kill it. Now remember that Emily was sleepwalking since her return, and nobody knew where she was going and what she was doing. I'm surprised that they didn't try to take more measures in keeping her in the house, considering there was not only a creature on the loose, but there's also a group of men going out almost nightly with guns, and they're all little, you know, trigger happy because there's some creature out there and they're just gonna shoot. They're not even gonna take time to be like, who goes there? They're gonna shoot. So it's weird to me that they're like, we're not gonna do anything to keep her in the house. She's fine. She's just sleepwalking. But they didn't. They didn't do anything for her. They just let her leave the house whenever she wanted because she's sleepwalking. They were either absolutely terrified of her or they just didn't care about her. So, anyways, none of this is real, so it doesn't matter, but it irritates me. Okay, so the farmers, they're out, and it's a full moon, and the men see a creature in the moonlight, and they all begin shooting at it, and it just falls to the ground. Mildred had been awoken by the gunshots and remembered, hey, my daughter's a sleepwalker. So she quickly goes to check on Emily, only to learn... Emily's gone. She's, she's just gone. She's not there. So Mildred runs out of the house and runs to where the gunshots had been. Never do that, people. Never run towards the gunshots. Run away, all right? Or stay in your house, lay on the floor. Don't go to the gunshots, especially when there's a creature on the loose and these men are going to shoot at anything, okay? Common sense. So she arrives and she sees the men standing around a body and she approaches and she sees Emily laying unconscious in a pool of blood from her hand that had been completely shot off. Yes, her hand gets shot off. Mildred screamed and then passed out. Emily survived her wounds and when she was well enough to travel, she was sent back to Europe to see a doctor that specialized in lycanthropy. While she was away, the killings completely stopped until she returned home. But luckily, the killings were rare, so the farmers just, you know, let it go. They're like, it's fine. Just killing like a sheep once every two months. It's cool. It's not our livelihood. It don't matter. So they let it go. And that's it. That's the story. 
Now, the story that I read in 2008 was a lot more believable. There was no, you know, weirdo who's like, melt the crucifixes, make a silver bullet. There was none of that. It was just a very simple, straightforward, you know, Emily comes home, she's not herself, you know, her her canines are, you know, a little bit sharper, um, she's disappearing at night, and then she comes home one night missing a hand, and the fiance of Sarah shows up and says, you know, we shot the creature, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's the creature, and that's basically it. You know, it honestly was more believable because the concept, the idea of it is that she was probably just out and about just being a creeper, you know, that's why I related to her so much. <laughs> so anyways, the reason why I chose to tell this version instead is because one, this was the version that I found the most. It was the one that was told the most, written the most, all of that. And let's be real, it it's also the most entertaining of all of them. So who was the real Emily Isabella Burt? I tried really hard to find that answer, um, but I couldn't. There's really not much information about her, but let's just go ahead and talk about what I did find about her. So, to start it all off, Joel and Mildred did not have seven children. They only had four. Why everyone keeps giving them seven, I honestly have no idea. I think whoever started this tall tale knew about the legend of the seventh son and decided, hey, that'd be a nice touch to the story. She did have a brother named Alpheus. She had two sisters, Sarah and Mildred. Emily never married, but she was a very successful businesswoman. She had owned 300 acres and had partial ownership of a warehouse in Talbot County. She also owned a house in Meriwether County and a house and land in Columbus, Georgia. She moved to Marietta, Georgia to live with her sister, Mildred, who was widowed, and then she passed away at the age of 69 in 1911. On findagrave.com, I find this very interesting. Whoever wrote the information about her on findagrave.com, they make it very clear that this is just a story, that it's completely false. And I'm, I'm going to read it to you. This is what they had to say. Isabella Burt grew up in an area known as Pleasant Hill near Talbot County, Georgia. Although her name is mentioned in several books as being known as the Georgia Werewolf, it is important to note that those stories are pure fiction. Emily Isabella Burt was not mentally ill. She did not suffer from the mental illness known as lycanthropy. She lived and learned from her mother, who was a great and kind person and extraordinary businesswoman. So whoever wrote this, they were either a person who lives in Talbot County and is completely and totally tired of all the paranormal people showing up and asking everyone a thousand questions about her. Or it's a distant relative that is always getting contacted by the paranormal community to be interviewed about these rumors. Now, I can understand their frustration, but with that being said, maybe these people need to like put on the internet like the truth about her because everyone's reaching out because we can't find anything about her at all. So if you know something about her, maybe start putting that out there would be great because I need, I need answers. I need answers to this. Okay. I got a lot of questions. All right. Okay. So this website 
also had her obituary and I thought it was interesting so I'm going to read it. Miss Emmy Burt was born and reared in this county midway between Bellevue and Pleasant Hill at the Burt Homestead for more than half a century. This dear old home was the seat of hospitality and neighborly cheer. A few years ago, she made her home with her widowed sister, Mrs. Mildred Butts. About a year ago, the two sisters removed to Marietta, Georgia to live with Mrs. Butts' daughter, Mrs. Luther Benson, where Miss Burt died on June 18th. After several years of failing health, everything that devoted love could suggest or best medical skill could accomplish was done to prolong the life of this dear one, but all in vain. Death through inevitable is always sad, but when it takes from us one who has grown dearer with each passing year of a lifetime is doubly distressing. The death of Miss Emmy Burt brings sorrow to many hearts here in Talbot County, where she lived so many years and where her name is a synonym of Christian greatness and grace. Her ministering hands have brought comfort and cheer to many sick beds, and her unfailing sympathy hope to the sorrowing and afflicted. Wherever she went, her noble, unselfish nature was a proverb among her friends. God bless her precious memory and consecrate it to the eternal good, to those who love her and bring peace to the stricken hearts of her only sister and other near and dear ones who consider her loss irreparable. She was buried by the side of her father and mother in the family cemetery near Woodland, one who loved her. So after I read her obituary, it confused me even more as to why she was the one labeled a werewolf. I also found her tombstone inscription, so I'm going to read that too real quick. Thy form alone is all, thank God, that to the grave is given, for we know thy soul, the better part, is safe, yes safe in heaven. So clearly, she was a good Christian woman. Something about her being labeled a wolf girl just doesn't feel right. Like, it feels off to me. It's almost as if someone wanted to discredit her faith. Oh, and, and before I forget, I realized I didn't say at the beginning, like, what county she lived in. And I'm sure you know now from her obituary that it's Talbot County. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring it up is that the word Talbot has a very interesting meaning. So the meaning of the word Talbot is a dog of an extinct light color breed of hound with large ears and heavy jaws. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird. And apparently there's also a road that you pass to get to her grave site called Moon Road. So a little irony there. I think that's very interesting and weird. <laughs> How could this woman who is spoken so well of have this legend attached to her? It is so frustrating to me that I have the World Wide Web at my fingertips and I cannot find answers to this woman's life. Yeah, I can find little things here and there, but I can't find what triggered this legend. Like, what happened? I am someone that believes there's always a little bit of truth to every legend, but I don't know what it was that started it. Now, I did find where the story first appeared. And it was a book by Nancy Robert called Georgia Ghost that was published in 1997. So this story's been around since 1997. Now I couldn't find her story of the wolf girl online. Um, I guess it's also the original version. And I think I can only find it in the 
in the book. Not unless the one I just told you is the one in the book. I don't know. I haven't read it, but I do plan on buying her book and reading it. And if it is different from what I just read here, then I'll be happy to do an update if anyone wants an update. So anyways, but until then, I did Google Mrs. Robert and I couldn't find anything about her other than the fact that she was an author and that's it. That's all I could find about her. Now, Nancy Robert had been on a quest to find paranormal stories about Georgia. And who's to say she was just having issues finding good stories and so she just made this one up. But then the question is, why did she pick Emily? Was it because she had been known as a godly woman and Nancy just thought that would be so funny if people look her up and find out like, she was this good Christian woman, like how ironic. Or maybe there were families in that county that didn't like the Burt family. Like maybe there was a feud about Mildred getting her husband's money and then people started these rumors to soil their name. I mean, it did say that they were thought well of, they were rich, that is true. They were a rich family. They were a very successful family. So, Who's to say that maybe someone in the county or the town that they lived in just was like, I can't stand them and was starting rumors about them. And this, then it became a story that got passed down, you know, within the family generation to generation. And then, you know, Nancy Robert found this family that had the story and was like, oh, let's go for it. So, but what would have started the story? Maybe Emily was a weird girl. Maybe she was very strange and maybe she enjoyed walking alone at night. Maybe she, you know, liked to keep to herself. I mean, I, I'm, I know it's weird now in the age that we live in for especially women to not want to be so bubbly all the time. I know for me, like I've always been introverted and I've always been more quiet. Like once you get to know me, I'll get bubbly and happy. But until then, I'm a little bit more reserved for the most part. I've had people, you know, treat me like I'm weird for that. So if I've had people like that now, I can't imagine at that time, people would have been like, you're a woman. You should, you shouldn't be keeping to yourself. You should be out with the other women talking and laughing and giggling and all that. So I don't know. So maybe, maybe it was just, she was more introverted and quiet. And there was just another family that was like, we can't stand them and picked on her. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but to me, what's, what's, honestly sad to me is that Emily will only ever be known as a Georgia Wolf girl. If you Google Emily Isabella Burt, all that pops up is the Georgia Wolf girl. And that's honestly sad to me because she sounded like, she really sounded like an amazing woman. And I'd honestly would love to know the real Emily. Like it, it makes me sad because as a Christian woman, it seemed like she had a lot of accomplishments within her faith. Like, it seemed like she did a lot of good things. So it's just really sad that this legend has come in and taken over all the things that she accomplished as a Christian. Like, that really is sad. Like, you know, whatever it is you believe in, just, 
you know, picture your accomplishments. And, you know, when you pass away, no one's going to know what you accomplished. No one's going to know all the good things you did. They're just going to sit there and go, oh yeah, the, the wolf girl. People are going to talk about that legend more than they're going to talk about what you actually did in life. So it is really sad to me that that's all she'll be known as. So I really do want to learn about her, about the real Emily. Don't get me wrong. I still love this legend. I still love this story. There's still a part of me that wants to be the second wolf girl of Georgia. Like seriously, I'm still in love with that. I love it. I really do. But I want to know who this real woman was. And I want to know where did this get started? Why Emily? Why was she picked as the wolf girl? Did she do something that started rumors within the town? I mean, I tried to look up newspaper clippings, anything to see if maybe a, you know, a young woman in that time had lost a hand because I couldn't find anything about that as to whether or not she had lost a hand. Um, I also want to add that all the pictures, so when you look up her name, there's pictures. Well, you're going to find like three different pictures of different women. I don't know if they actually have a picture of her. They've just found pictures that they're like, oh, this woman looks creepy enough and like are using them. So I don't, no one actually knows if any of those pictures are her or what she looked like, which is kind of sad also. And she may not have even had her picture taken. Who knows? I don't know. So I'm starting to ramble now. <laughs> I, I've gone completely off script. I'm going to listen to that and go, oh my gosh, stay on script. I didn't spend hours writing this dang thing just for you to go off it. Before I wrap this up, I just want to add that if you do decide to Google the wolf girl, there are several sites that are going to tell you to go check out her grave. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's on, it's on private property. Um, a lot of these websites act like it's, you know, a public cemetery that you can just go in and walk around and take pictures. It's not, it's private property. Uh, this area in, in Talbot County where she's buried, you know, everyone owns guns and they will shoot you if they see you on their property. So, you can get permission to go. I don't know who to contact or anything, so don't be asking me. I think there's some paranormal teams down there that you can uh, probably message and ask about. Um, I probably should have messaged them to see if they had any information, but I didn't. Again, I may, you know, after I read the Nancy Roberts story, I may go back over it again and maybe I'll contact. I don't know. I'm an introvert. We don't, we don't contact people. Okay. We don't like it when people contact us either, but I know I'm doing this podcast. I got to get over it. I got to just, you know, say, Hey, whatever. Got to contact people. I need the truth. I'm going off script again. Anyway, so you need permission to go and it's not like even after permission, apparently the directions to get to it are, not easy to follow. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it's really hard. It's really hard to find. So, um, and also I was reading on a blog site, I think it's called werewolves.com. Um, he was saying that like there are wild dogs out there and that he kept getting lost and he had permission to go, but it, it just, he said it freaked him out. So just, you know, take precaution, get permission, do what you need to do. Also, you should know that if you do get to go, if you do get the permission to go, 
There are reports of people seeing werewolf-like entities near her grave. I don't know if I believe that just because this is a legend and I think people see what they want to see sometimes. I am someone who does believe in this stuff and I've had some weird things happen to me so I do believe and I try not to discredit people but I think sometimes people just get so caught up in stories and they just want things to be real so bad that they just see what they want to see sometimes. But with that being said, I am very much open to hearing stories about people, what they've seen, what they've encountered there. I just haven't found an actual person talking about what they've seen. All I could see was that people said, oh yeah, there's reports of, but I haven't actually been able to find people's encounters or experiences at a gravesite. If you are someone who has had an experience, who has been to her gravesite, or even if you have any information about the real Emily Burt, I would honestly absolutely love you forever if you contact me and let me know. On my anchor page, there is an option for you to send a voice message. Um, I'll leave my email below or you can get on Instagram and message me on Instagram. I'll be checking all of it uh, and just let me know if you leave a voice message or an email or an Instagram message, let me know if you're okay if I feature your story on my page. So just let me know. And if you have any information, I'd absolutely love to hear it. I would be more than grateful to you if you did. Um, as this is just, this is just a very, it's all, it's, this has just been a story that has really been in my heart since 2008. It's been a very long time and it's time to get the truth about it. So, all right, I'm going to stop there you guys because I'm, I've already been rambling long enough. Um, I need to start editing this thing and I need to get it out. I got to get this thing out. I think I made my trailer, what, like over a month ago and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to happen a couple weeks ago. And I had all this ready when I made that trailer and I just, um, kept putting off recording it. So yeah, <laughs> uh, basically, um, this show is not going to be a weekly thing. So I know if you stay consistent, that's how you keep people in, you know, because they're waiting weekly for you to upload and they get excited and, you know, it's frustrating to wait for whenever when you don't know when the next episode's going to be. But I don't think I can handle a weekly thing. This is going to be a when my depression isn't making me feel like a potato thing. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> so it'll be when it happens. When I get my motivation or when I'm working through not lacking motiva motivation. My southern accent just came out there. Oh my. Um, yeah. So when I'm pushing through having no motivation, you'll get another episode. I will promise that I'll try my best to uh, have a episode sooner rather than later. It just won't be in a week. Maybe two. We'll see. No promises. No promises. I ain't putting a date out, man. I, I'm going to go because if I don't, I'm just going to keep rambling and um, I don't want to edit that and I don't want to listen to it and 
I know y'all don't want to listen to it. So thank you so much for everyone who listened. And I do promise I will be back soon with another episode. Thanks so much. Peace out.